Oops, I forgot to press the button. All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? We're back. Another episode of the BG Perform podcast. We got Jake back. We got a couple things we're going to talk about here. We got uh, this Loma versus Lopez fight, which was a little bit crazy, if you ask both of us. I know you weren't 100% with the score. I wasn't 100% with the decision, but um, – and then we got uh, Khabib Gaethje this weekend, so we're going to go over that a little bit, get some expert boxing opinion, and uh, kind of go from there. So, um, first off, start with this Lomachenko-Lopez fight. Um, it was – not what you expect from Lomachenko, right? Not at all. I've watched, you know, I started watching him a while ago when you told me about him, um, which, you know, he's always been a dominant fighter no matter what. Like he's always been kind of, and I didn't even, I, I don't know, I don't know what I missed or I don't know if it was recent, but I didn't even know he lost. Like I never know he had a, a loss. Was that recent or was that? That was, there was like, a, man, I, I want to say he lost his third fight. Okay. So, it was it was it was a it was a questionable decision. Yeah, but you know, got to, in my opinion, boxing's got to clean it up. They uh, they are making mistake after mistake, and like they they always have bad decisions, and it sucks because boxing's such a good sport. But they have uh, it never fails that like something happens every single fight, like literally every single fight that something happens, whether it's decision, whether it's points, whether it's uh, you know, just the setup make, of the play, fight. Make make no mistake, Lopez won that fight. Yeah, but the scorecards. <laughs> I heard Teddy Atlas said that Julie Letterman should be arrested, and I. Agree. <laughs> I think I think a lot of these boxing judges should be arrested. I don't know what they see. I don't know what they watch, and it's been a lot. And like, they really need to figure out something with the scorecards because, like, the judges and in terms of like judging a fight, like maybe get rid of like the the point system. I don't know. Like, gets rid of the oh, point. This system. is what you need to do. All right. Every single person that's going to judge a fight should have fight experience. That's true. That is true. Right? Or, or they need to be jumped in like the bloods or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's something because you can't, you can't go in there and score these fights and just disrespect a guy that has just like put his life on the line for 12 rounds. Yeah. By giving him one round yeah. I, 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 out of 12 when he clearly won at the very least four. Yeah, so it's, like, it's just yeah. it's a blatant disrespect. It's like so if you've never fought before, I don't think you should be allowed to judge a fight. You really should. And like you know, the, the, I don't know who does UFC judging, but I haven't really seen any like egregious mistakes in judging in terms of like. There's been a couple, obviously, and I think that always happens. But like, there's, there's been bad happened. ones. But the difference in the UFC is that if there is a bad one, there's one boss that says, "All right, you're done," or you're yeah. suspended. And Dana has always that. been – and Dana always calls people out. Like, Dana's always yeah. – when something happens in the UFC, there's always, like, he's like, oh, this guy sucks. Like, he's never going to judge another fight again. Or, like, right. in terms of, like, the actual judge in there, like the ref, you know, they're they're always pretty rough on them. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen multiple fights in the past five years that have just been terrible decisions, terrible points, terrible just, like um, – yeah. But, anyways, what was your thoughts on – the fight in general and then kind of like what happened. Cause you know, obviously, like I said, I think you expect a little bit more out of Lomachenko and he kind of like didn't do a lot in the first eight rounds. And then like, you know, towards the end of the fight, I thought he was picking it up, but it obviously wasn't enough. And um, he was very like hesitant early on. And I, I feel like, and I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's just like, once you get to like a certain level of boxing, 
like they're just afraid to throw like punches or get into that, you know, into that like just brawl. I don't know. And like it could just so, be seeing, but uh, here, so here, here's what I think happened. So first of all, I think both fighters, both camps had brilliant fight plans. Um, so say uh, first about Lopez, um, not one expert, not one boxing pundit that you heard called the fight that way. No one said, hey, man, Lopez is going to come out there and be super patient and use his IQ, and he's going to be the one downloading information. Well, he was what, like 3.30, like 3.30 underdog, I think, or something like that? Or was it like before? It's like four twenty. Yeah, yeah. It was like a huge under. Well, yeah. Well, Lomo was minus four twenty. Yeah, he was like plus three thirty, something like that. But no one called that. Okay, I was very, very surprised. And on my on my channel, on my YouTube channel, I uh, did the preview and fight breakdown, and I uh, I had it an eleventh round TKO for Lomo, mm -hmm. which I mean, I watched the fight again for the second time last night, and that eleventh round. Lomo was really knocking him around the ring. I thought I was going to be yeah, right out. I thought, and I, but I Lopez thought. came out in that 12th round because he looked dead tired in the, in the 10th and 11th, which I thought was going to happen. Um, but, man, he showed a, a ton of heart, man. A ton of heart in the 12th round to come out and, and do what he did. But so, um, so the game plans. I think the game plans from both camps were the right game plans. I just think Loma took about two rounds too long to turn it on. By the way, if you, if you I, I check out the preview, it's on Immortal Boxing, right? On YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On YouTube. Yeah, yeah, Immortal Boxing. Boxing. I'll put the link in the uh, yeah. below. But anyways, keep going. Um, so Loma's game plan come in there, work around the dude, move in and out for the first part of the fight, and try to get Lopez to make a mistake and rely on his athleticism and try to throw something big and then him start countering. That was their plan. I think that was a good plan. I just think that he should have turned it on two rounds earlier. Yeah. Um, but according to Julie Letterman, it wouldn't have mattered. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. But so I, I think their game plans were on point. Um, yeah, I think so much credit needs to go to, to, to Lopez for being the age that he is, the lack of experience that he has, and being as patient as he was. Like, do you want to know how hard it is? to be patient like that when you're all amped up, you're fighting for all these belts, you're 23 years old, you know you knock everybody out, yeah. right? And to be that patient and sit behind your jab and just counter punch for the first half of the fight. It's, it's a level of, of, he showed the experience of like a very seasoned veteran. Mm -hmm. And it was very surprising, but it's good. It's, I told someone earlier today that what Lopez got out of those 12 rounds was like the equivalent of five years fighting in the ring. Yeah. Like he got, like he jumped up so many levels during mm -hmm. this fight. Um, so yeah, game plan were, were good. Low, and so let's just talk about what actually took place in the ring. Um, so during those first six rounds, when Lomo was just trying to bait Lopez into doing something, all Lopez was doing was pot shot and you're in there. Yeah. Here, here's a jab. Here's a counter uppercut. Here's a body shot. You're in there. No, nothing significant, but his activity is what won him those rounds. Yeah. Rounds eight to 11, 
not even close. Loma punched this dude all over the ring. There was nothing he could do. That's about. what I was I was watching. I was watching him. His head was going. Loma was just yeah. like bobbing and weaving, just like hitting him. And like and he, him. He, he had him on. He was backpedaling. Lopez yeah. was on his bicycle, like just moving back because it was just too much. Yeah. Um, And <clears throat> at that point, it was like, it seemed like <clears throat> two things. Lopez was a little tired by the time that um, Loma really turned it on mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready for that to come so quickly Yeah, because all of his counter punching and his patience went out the window. Like, uh, Loma figured out how to get in there quick enough to land three, four, five punches at a time and then get out with Lopez, not landing anything or just landing one or two. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you went through those four rounds, eight through 11, clearly Loma, doing a lot more work than Lopez actually did those first six, seven rounds. Mm-hmm. And then it came to the 12th round and, and Lopez is just all heart, all, all heart, man. Like he, you know, you heard on the telecast, uh, which was trash, by the way, Timothy Bradley's garbage. At a commentary. I don't know how many times you heard this dude say the same thing over and over again. And then like, we, we all know he was rooting for Lopez. Lopez lands a, a counter uppercut to Loma's chest. And they showed it on the replay. Showed it hit him in the chest. And this is Timothy Bradley. Like, Look at that perfectly placed uppercut. It's like, bro, <laughs> calm down. Um, I, never, I never liked Timothy Bradley. He was yeah. <laughs> but so, so, um, oh, damn, what were they saying? So they were, they, they were, they were talking about on the telecast going in that uh, into the twelfth round that Lopez Senior was like, um, "Hey man, we're winning the fight. Don't do anything crazy. Just go out there and box." Mm-hmm. And Tio didn't do that. He yeah. went out there and put it all out there. Threw some heavy shots. Looked like he was trying to get him out there. It was a great 12th round. Lopez, I think, <clears throat> got the better of him. Um, and ultimately, my, my scorecard looked exactly like Andre Ward's. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same one. I had to draw 66. Um, I thought, and honestly, I thought after I watched the last three rounds, it was like, you know, 9, 10, 11. I guess, like you said, the last four, I was like, they're literally, they're going to call this a draw. I was like, I have a bad feeling. Like, they're going to call this a draw. And then, obviously, keep going. But like, <laughs> well, the, well, well, the thing was that with with Lopez winning the 12th, so I agree with a lot of, you know, guys like Max Kellerman, Teddy Atlas, um, Bud Crawford, some of these guys you heard say that, like, it was either a close win for Lopez or a draw. Yeah. Like, that was clear. Like Loma didn't do enough to win the fight. Yeah. Um, so like, even though I scored it a draw because the close rounds, like two and seven, I gave to Loma, you know, it, not by much. Like those are, those are two rounds where it's like, okay, you could, you could give those to Lopez. Um, so it's like, it's either draw or it's Lopez, you know, seven, five mm-hmm. or, or at the very, the most you could give Lopez was eight, four. Mm-hmm. Right, because Loma definitely won eight through eleven. I think anyone with functioning eyeballs knows that Loma won eight through eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I personally had it a draw, but I, I, I seven five eight four. I, I could definitely, I could see it. So the decision was right, man. That kid, he, he came out and did something that no one, literally none of the experts expected him to do, which was show that amount of patience in a big time fight like that against a pound for pound number one fighter in the world. Yeah. And knowing that you're bigger, stronger, faster, 
and sit behind your jab like that and just wait for your guy to make the mistake first. Like, I thought that was brilliant, man. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I think it's even more brilliant that his father came out and told everyone they were just going to bully him. Because I think for a while, like, people were starting to believe that, like, calling for the knockout. Yeah, he's just going to he's going to force his, his physicality on him, right? He's going to just going to knock him out. And it turns out that Lopez Sr. is smart enough to know, like, mm, that's not going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to – this well, is our like, – That might have been what – Lomachenko was waiting for early on because it seemed like I, that's exactly what he was waiting for. He was hesitant. You could see it. Yeah. He was in and out, slapping his jab down, putting his hands like he was just fainting his hands here and there, yeah. trying to get him to throw something big. You could see he was throwing, t- touching his hands out there and then moving back, waiting for that big shot to come so he can come back in and land something. It didn't come. Yeah. And like the, the whole, and you know, it's tough as a, as a fighter of like Loma's caliber too, because like his, you know, he, he's got all, he's got everything that you need, but sometimes you just have to, you have to be patient too. And like, they were both being a little patient. And then he was, you know, if you're expecting that kind of like approach, you're going to have to sit back and wait, you're gonna have to wait for your shot and wait for your chance. And then sometimes it gets too late. And that's what happens. You know, you've seen a ton of fighters do that. And if you're not, you know, and this is what bugs me sometimes is like, if you're not Floyd, you know, and you know, Floyd's game is built around not getting hit. So like he's, he's someone who can, you know, not do a lot and get the win. Whereas like everybody else is kind of like, you need to like put stuff in there. And like, you've seen it with dudes like, you know, uh, Loma that night. I've seen it with like Adrian Broner before I've seen it with like, you know, people who think it's in the back of their head that they already won because they tell themselves they've won and then they don't do anything. Oscar De La Hoya versus Felix Trinidad is one that comes immediately to mind. Uh, Oscar, probably first five, six rounds, gave this dude a boxing lesson mm-hmm. and then coasted the second half of the fight because he just he thought he had it, it bagged. It, you know what I mean? It was really like the first eight, nine rounds. He really, really um, – he had him, and he, he thought he won the fight, basically got on his bicycle for four rounds and ended up losing a, a decision. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that's, it, that's what happens, right? It's a, it's a fight. you got to fight until yeah. the fight is over. You and can't like- – and then you, especially now, like, especially now when it's been, like I said, there's been probably more than you can name over the past five years where you just can't leave it up to the judges. Like you can't, because like when you do, it doesn't, it doesn't turn out in your favor. It doesn't turn out in anyone's favor because they're obviously, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what they're looking at sometimes. You so. never know what a judge is looking for. Some judges, again, they're looking for action. Some judges are looking for, you know, significant punches landed. You know, some some are looking to see who backs up more. So, you know what I mean? You never you never know. Yeah. It's so it's so hard to, you know, know what to expect at the end of a fight when the sports comes. You don't know what they're looking And they're human beings. They yeah. could be looking for different things on different night out of different fighters. So yeah. it's like, who knows? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. What were some of the, like, best things you saw out of each fighter? You know, like, in general, I know you're talking about, Lopez's patience and kind of like Lomachenko's last eight through 11 round, but what were kind of like the highlights of the fight that you thought like both of them did really well? Um, I, I, Lopez's patience and his jab um, was like his, his highlight. Like I, I think that just Lopez's head is, is a highlight. Cause I think like what he showed in that fight is going to, that's, what's going to make him a champion in divisions going up for a long time. Um, like doing what he did, I think at 135, he's above tank and, 
you know, obviously like Devin Heaney Shakur and, and, and Ryan Garcia, the younger guys, obviously ahead of them. But I think what he did shows that he's well above all those guys. Um, so, so that for him, um, honestly, I think Loma's ability to take some of those heavy shots mm-hmm. in the 12th round, like at the end of all that, you know, because we've seen Tio like put people to sleep mm-hmm. cold. And while there wasn't a lot of them, he did take a handful of really heavy shots right on the chin, right on the ear. And he stood. So that, that was kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, I said it in, in my preview video too, you know, talking about Linares knocking Lomachenko down and that it wasn't, it wasn't one of those knockdowns that was like powerful mm-hmm. and shook him. It was just perfectly timed and it was like a flash knockdown. Yeah. So it was hard to tell like, Oh, was it his chin not there? Or was it just because it was perfectly timed? It turned, it, so to me now this sort of reinforces the idea that I had that, uh, that, punch that Linares hit him with is perfectly time and Loma has showed showed in the Lopez fight that he does have a really great chin yeah yeah um, and I also I also think I want to say one thing too yeah I think it's garbage that so many people now are like just dumping all over Loma like he's trash now like he's still like all the skill that he's shown as a boxer it just goes out the window like oh no none of that exists um okay. like Devin Haney came out and tweeted like oh I've been saying he's garbage like, come on, bro. I know you're, you're trying to get a fight. Now. You're trying yeah. to get, I, I get it. But, and then so many guys on YouTube channels that claim to be boxing channels talking about like he didn't do anything for 12 rounds or 12 whole rounds. It's <laughs> um, just not giving him credit at all. And I, and I get like, I heard Javante Davis say this too, uh, right after the fight. He said that boxing has more trolls than any other sport. Yeah. Well, it's he a- said, these fans will turn on you like that. Yeah. And he's like, I think that's what's, ha- what's happening to Loma. He's like, you can't act like he didn't do all the stuff that he did now yeah. that he's got a loss. He lost it to Ibrahim Lopez. He's a yeah. great fighter. And people are acting like Loma's trash now. And I, they got to, they need to, you know, either reevaluate what you think about Loma or go start commenting on like basketball channels or something. Stay out of the, because the, the, I, I see these people on YouTube and I got to start screaming at them. Yeah. Well, I think, you, know- you can't disrespect a fighter like that, man. Like the dude, like like people were saying that he was scared. It's like, bro, he's in the ring. Yeah. No one's scared once you get in there. Yeah. Cut, cut that out, man. He's yeah. Disrespecting that guy. I mean, there is the the theory that like once you reach a certain point, which I don't think you know, he doesn't seem like the type of person that would be that way. But like, you know, you get to a certain point in your career and you end up being a little bit more hesitant, and it's like, oh, you know, like not so much like in the ring because once you get in the ring, I think most people, you know, except for like you know, I've heard you know in regards to UFC, like. You know, Cowboy Cerrone, he's been a couple times in the last couple fights where he gets in. And he's just like, it wasn't like I wasn't there. Um, yeah. but no, you know, I don't think that happens a lot in terms of like these guys, because I don't think, you know, I don't think you become that. He's never been a champion. So that's a different story. And Lomachenko is like a top tier fighter that I don't see that happening to. But like, you know, in uh, fighting, it's uh, I, I found it to be some of the worst fans because it's so, you know, like you can watch any fight and be an expert because like, it's so it's fighting, you know? And like, and they'll say that because it's such like a, you know, and you go to a bar and anybody can talk about fighting really, but you know, when you know fighting and you watch fighting, it's like, yeah, it's a different story. And like, you understand the games that they're playing is like the, they're the same people who say that Floyd is a terrible boxer. And it's like, yeah, like that's just stupid. Cause he doesn't knock people out or like, 
because he's you know a defensive fighter. Like it's the same people; they're all the same. And like when you start, and, and those are also the people that obviously ignored the first half of Floyd's career where he was not yeah. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that he was smart enough to become a defensive fighter. People could yeah. completely ignore that. Yeah, and like I said, you know, it's it's just you're watching from the outside, and like, you know, it's not. It's it's easy to say that those fighters are scared or they're you know they're holding it back, but you know there's you also you have to play a certain game plan against somebody that you know is you know like you you said at the beginning what you know what this dude's knockout power if Lomachenko is to just go in and fucking try to haymaker him and just try to like play his strength like he'd get knocked out probably and he'd be dry right. like you, that's not how you fight and like people don't understand that they just think it's just oh it's a fight I want to be entertained like I want to yeah. see somebody get knocked out. It's the same thing. I'm on my I'm on my couch being lazy, drinking beer. I want to see two other guys hurt each other. Yeah, because I'm not gonna yeah. do it. Like, and they, they, like it. that's the, that's the disrespect that like I, I I have a really hard time dealing with. So like when I see these dudes on like social media commenting, like I get, you know, I I'll be honest, I get a little immature. Yeah, I start you know I start wanting to fight people. Like dude, <laughs> like obviously you've never fought before. You just like this isn't football or basketball. Like these guys aren't out here playing. Like they're like. Three people died in the ring in 2019. Yeah. This is real, man. Yeah. Like, these, these dudes are putting their life online for you. So you sit here and talk like, oh, this dude is trash. I mean, yeah. what do you know? Yeah. What do you know? No, exactly. Yeah, I, like, like, that That stuff's got to stop, man. They got to start put some respect on his name. Really? Honestly. And, like, you know, like I said, there's just, like, that, that casual level fighter who just watches for that stuff, like the knockouts and watches for the – the highlights and things like that. Um, but understanding like who they are and understanding Lomachenko's pedigree and like his background is like, you know, this, it happens, especially with, and there's not, and the other thing is, is that like these types of fights, they don't understand that like, you know, Lomachenko just didn't go up against like just anybody, you know, right. They, they, you know, it's, it's awesome to see someone like Floyd who's 50 and 0 or like a Khabib that's 28 and 0. But then at the same time, they're like, Oh, they lost their trash. Like they're not undefeated, and it's like no, like that's a, you know, like I give respect to the guys who've gone up, you know, because you could say Floyd ran for the rest of his career, like he didn't fight people in their prime, he didn't fight people that were like stylistically gonna beat him, you know, like they were supposed to, but like he fought people that were like, you know, just outside their prime or just outside the skill range needed to beat him, and like, you know, he's fifty and oh yeah, but like you know, how many of those fights did he actually like challenge himself in, you know, like he fought. uh Connor, realistically, who actually thought he was gonna like win, he fought. Uh, who was his second to last fight? I forgot the guy's name. Andre Berto. Andre Berto. Yeah, like realistically, no shot of winning. Pacquiao was out of his prime, and like I mean, and look at those guys are all like Floyd's for the second half of his career. He fought almost exclusively other like former champions or yeah. champions. Um, well, I'm just saying, it's like you get to a point where like you look at it like and you see the 50 and 0, and they're like oh, you know, Lomachenko's garbage. He lost twice. But then, like, you yeah. see who he's going up against. Like, this is... No, but listen, people still... People that don't know anything about boxing, these same people that we're talking about right now are the same people that call Muhammad Ali the greatest of all time. Yeah. And he's got six losses. Yeah. Right? People still think Pacquiao's better than Mayweather, and he's got, I think, six losses. And one of the most iconic <laughs> knockouts of all time to himself when he got... Right. Yeah, and he got put to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So... <laughs> Yeah, the fact this guy's got two losses is like, come on, bro. I mean, he's got three losses his entire career. Yeah, going back to when he was a kid. Yeah. I mean, so let's let's not. I, yeah, I think I think that that 
that scene the O on the record, like in the uh, Lost Column, is is way overrated, especially in box. Like it's fighting. Yeah. It's like we it see happens. how like, it happens. like, like, like it's, momentum it's, changes in team sports from like week to week, right? Yeah. It, it's a the same thing happens in boxing. Like momentum does swing, like. Yeah throughout a course of a fight like they, it could happen in, in a millisecond and that's the thing is like you also have right. to account for you know like literally you have to account for the puncher's chance and like that's not yeah anything more than just like you it's could just fight, end man. over it's at the wrong fight. time at the wrong place these guys are that. punching each other in the face you can't just like look at it like like but like there's there comes a point when whatever's on the paper whatever statistics are shown you don't really matter yeah like there comes that point where where it is just it's these two guys in the ring and everyone's around there watching their coaches are in the corner. But during that round, you hear that may they may hear their corner telling them like giving them yelling out instructions, but it's all it's all blinders, man. It's just yeah. two guys in there. Yep. Right? I mean, so it, for for people on the outside to talk down to these guys, I think is ridiculous. Right? Yeah. I mean, and people need to reevaluate themselves. When they're looking at dudes that are, you know, one, the dedication it takes to get ready for a fight yep. is enough to show that someone's, you know, got heart. Yep. But then to get in there in front of millions of people and put it all on the line and risk a loss yep. when you're known as the best. You know what I mean, like we should be giving Lomachenko credit for fighting Teal. That's what I mean. Like, long like, animal, dude. Right? Like we should be giving credit for that instead of saying, oh, see, so he's trash. And that's what I mean. It's like, you, you, you know, like, these people who put themselves up against like the best and like, they don't care where it is. They don't care the weight class. They don't care the time, the day, like all the, you know, like there's people. Which is another thing. Loma, Loma, he, he's a natural 126er. Yeah. Oh, but Teal probably walks around at like 155. I bet. Well, that's the thing. And yeah. I thought when someone, I was with a bunch of people when I was watching the fight and they were like, Oh, what, what weight class is this? Cause they don't really watch boxing. I was like, I was like, oh, it's probably like 125 or 135. I mean, I was like, I think it's 135. And I was like, it was, it was 135 or it was 145? It was 135. It was 135. And yeah. um, and then they were talking about Lopez and they were like, yeah, he's a natural, like heavy dude. And I was like, damn, like, Lo, like Lomachenko is kind of small too. And like, he's yeah. not even like big in size um, right. compared to him. So it's like, like th th these dudes are just challenging themselves. Like this, that's not an easy fight. And that was, you know, right. He was going to be a champion regardless. This low, like Lopez. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was going to happen. He's, he's no? too good. Mm -hmm. He's too good. If it wasn't Loma, it would have been somebody else. Yeah, right? like, you know, Loma's still a good fighter. He's still, you know, maybe he's not number one ranked anymore, but like, you know, he's still. I just saw ESPN's uh, pound for pound rankings this morning. He's number five. Yeah, who's number one? Him, Lopez? No, no uh, Bud Crawford. Oh, okay. And then Canelo, and then Inoue, then Tio, then uh, Loma. Yeah. Yeah, boxing's messing up right now. They need to uh, – whatever is going on with Canelo, I've heard a lot of bad stuff about Canelo and, like, his contract with that company, uh, Dazen. Yeah, yeah, it, it that sucks. But, I mean, to be completely honest, right now, there's no one for Canelo to fight that's, like okay. – I, I tell you, they, <laughs> they got – dude from my hometown, his name is on the list, Willie Monroe. Mm -hmm. Willie Monroe's a really great, very, real slick boxer. Um. He fought, he lost a, to Triple G a couple of years ago. Um, his name is on the list to, to fight Canelo in the, in the coming year. But it's like, it's, I mean, it's Canelo, bro. Like, that's, yeah, he's good. It, it's as good as Willie is as a boxer, but it's not, that ain't his fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
I would love to see a guy from Rochester beat Canelo and be the middleweight champion of the world, but it, it, it ain't it ain't in the cards, man. So like for that all that stuff that's going on with Canelo, it's like he's he's got nobody to fight right now anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? No yeah. one interesting anyway. What's looking like it's next? Because for you know Lopez, like who's would next be next in line, and then like Lopez or uh, for Lomachenko, you know, obviously his. I mean, I wouldn't say his career took a turn, but like, you know, it's obviously got to get back to that spot. So he's got to kind of regroup and get back. And then Lopez has got to find that, you know, that next belt. I guess who's next in line? You know, like who's yeah. So Lopez um, was on Scott Van Pelt talking about um, he wants to unify at 140. So he was talking about possibly uh, fighting the winner of Ramirez and Taylor. Um, but what I think is the logical next step is fighting the winner of Tank Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, that's going to be a good fight, too. If you get a, a Tank and Teal fight, that, that's some fireworks. That, that'll be a really I – think, I think that's good. And then he can go up if he wants to. Um, as far as Loma goes, I think Loma will come back, have like a tune-up fight, and then he'll fight for a belt again. I think that, that's what that's will happen. So if, say, Teal goes his next fight – Fights tank, wins, moves up. Some of those belts are vacant. Some, some of them, anyway, right? And then I think Loma will be in line to fight tank or one of these other guys for one of those belts. I think he'll be fighting for the championship with, you know, in, in his next couple of fights. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that I think the world's better when Lomachenko is a champion. So hopefully they can get him. He can yeah. get him there. Um, and then this, you know, then Lopez can really start to like take off and be something because boxing fucking needs it. I mean, it needs something. something. (laughs) Another thing I said in, in my preview was that um, I talked about how I saw similarities um, in the Lopez Lomachenko fight to the Canelo Mayweather fight. Yeah. That I thought Canelo, like his talent was apparent, but he wasn't ready for Mayweather. Yeah. And the best thing that probably happened to him was losing to Mayweather because he's gone on to adapt so amazingly in every single fight oh. um, that, you know, he's, he's moved all the way up to light heavy and just destroyed Sergey Cole. And I talked about uh, Tio having that same sort of potential that even if he did lose to Loma, that he would go on to take from this fight. But very, something better happened. He won and still was able to take all that knowledge. I think Tio can be a champion all the way up probably. I mean, if he's carrying around the weight like he says he is, welterweight junior middle you know i think he'll be a champion up a few more divisions at least so yeah. i think he'll be around for a long time holding belts for a long time fighting tough dudes for a long time i will see like i said hopefully boxing can pick it up because I, I love boxing and they've been slacking lately well look the next couple months we got some really great fights yeah. i mean i think this weekend is devin haney and gamboa or maybe it's next weekend that no then then uh Halloween is Tank and Leo Santa Cruz. And then um, Shakur Stevenson, I think, is fighting in November. Usyk is fighting in, in December. Anthony Joshua is fighting in December. So the next couple months, the end of this year, we got some really great fights coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, speaking of great fights, we're moving to uh, Khabib Gaethje this weekend. Do you watch UFC at all? Sometimes. Sometimes. When there's a guy that knows how to throw punches, I'll yeah. This this fight's gonna be good. Um, um, you know, there. So essentially, to give you a rundown, this fight is going to be a game of Khabib's grappling 
and Justin's ability to not get taken down and hopefully catch Khabib. Um, so basically the same concept of Khabib McGregor. Did you watch that fight? Uh, uh, who? Khabib and Connor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it, yeah. So, like, that's the main idea here, and that's what's going to happen. So, like, you know, Khabib is a ground specialist. Connor was a striking specialist who was working on defense. Justin Gaethje is actually a wrestler, was a wrestler. He was an All-American, I think. And, um, you know, he's got really good takedown defense. So that's where this, you know, they're talking about this fight going. Um, in terms of, like, you know, what's coming up, what's going to, what I think is going to happen. Um, Khabib did it against Connor. Um, Gaethje's a little bit different of a fighter. He fucked up Tony Ferguson, like, bad. Like, it wasn't, like, that was probably the worst that Tony Ferguson's ever been messed up in a fight. Um, so like, you know, looking forward at this, I think it's going to be, I hope it's a really good fight because Khabib is, I like Khabib to a certain extent. Um, you know, I think that he is very good. He's best grappler, one of the best grapplers, at least in the world. Um, and he can throw a punch. I know you wanted to say some stuff on that, but like he can hit some people, but you know, Gaethje's just kind of, uh, this like brawler who can wrestle and defend. So it's going to be essentially like a, a takedown battle. And if Khabib can get him, you know, Khabib said early that he was going to take him to the, basically like a Floyd Mayweather quote, he was going to take him to the deepest parts of the ocean and drown him. Yeah. And then Gaethje said, he's coming in like a bus and just inflicting damage. He's just looking to create chaos and just like, you know, he's going to, he's going to put him down. Um, you know, Connor said the same thing. Connor's ground game isn't as, I guess, I mean, Connor's a brown belt, so he's definitely got, you know, game there, but, you know, his takedown defense, and I think his engine's a little bit less than Gaethje's, because Gaethje's a little bit more of a... Oh, and he doesn't have a, a $120 million. Like, exactly, exactly. When, uh, when, when you have that amount of money, yeah, it changes them a little bit. Yeah, I really want to see Connor and Khabib fight again, because I really think Connor can beat Khabib, so I'm hoping Khabib wins here. Um, but I think, you know, I think Khabib will win, uh, and I think he's going to do it same type of way he did it against Connor. He, he's, you know, cause he had him. Um, and Khabib does this thing, but, and I've been trying to do it myself in jujitsu, but like he does this leg lock thing and he just gets your legs under you and he puts your feet on top of each other and he just squeezes knees together and you just can't move. And if he gets you there, you're, you're fucked. So like essentially like, you know, he, and, you know, and Gaethje's a wrestler, but you know, when you go to that, like he is an elite level of, grappling that like you don't see very often except for guys like you know like you know the legends of the game so like he is up there and like Gaethje's gonna be one of those guys who you know he he's done really well his last couple fights like he beat Cowboy Cerrone he beat Tony Ferguson and he wasn't even supposed to fight Ferguson because it was supposed to be Khabib Ferguson so he stepped up and won and then um you know he's got definitely a puncher's chance and if he can sit there and if I don't I doubt Khabib's gonna hang with him like that way he shouldn't because that's the same thing they said about connor is that um but the way the connor fight went was khabib was controlling the first two rounds um didn't really do much damage he was just kind of like getting connor on the ground and connor did a lot very well with um defending the grappling and then the third round i don't know what khabib was doing but he somehow stood in the face of connor and dropped him like, you know, he, he hit him with the that. worst punch I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was like more of a, I don't like Khabib's punches. I don't think 
I don't think he throws. I've seen dudes uh, out at bars that are like so drunk they can't even talk throw better punches than that. Yeah. Like, like that, that was whack. Yeah. Was I don't know who his, his striking like, coach is, but he should be fired. <laughs> no, he, he threw like an overhand, but like it looped around. Yeah. And he landed it like sideways yeah. with like his last two knuckles. Well, when he throws a punch, he, he like he has this tendency to like go like this when he throws his punches and he like lunges. Everybody in the in yeah. the yeah. they yeah. all think no one throws like polished, efficient punches. Yeah. And, I, and again, I get it because you have a lot more to worry about. Um, so the way that you block and the way that you move is different than in boxing. Yeah. So that the turning, you know, on your hips. And swiveling the, the, those shoulders and every punch isn't what they do because they got to worry about defending other things. But my God, man, it is hard to watch when these guys throw punches, man. It is hard to watch. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you watched uh, Adesanya versus Costa, uh, Costa. Did you watch that? Probably. I didn't get to see that one. I wanted that to. one. You know, Adesanya's got, he's got some fucking skill and he's a stand up artist. He's like a, a kickboxer, Muay Thai specialist. Um, but even his punches are sometimes like, like they're good. Like he lands them. And I think it's because of, you know, who he's fighting against, obviously, but he was a, I think he only had one loss or two losses in his uh, kickboxing career. Um, he was like, you know, he's a top level, but like when you see a guy like him and like, you know, Connor's a pretty sloppy puncher, but like he still is, throws probably some of the best punches, I guess that you because his punches are accurate. Yeah. But the way they come out is, it's lazy. Yeah, and he tends to like Connor gets very like at the end. He reaches, he'll throw across, and like as like, my guess is out so much is yeah. because he puts. He's not. There comes a point when he's not snapping his punches anymore. He's yeah. throwing them. He's pushing yeah. them. Yeah, and that's what it what starts to eat up your energy, yeah. because then when you do miss, now all your body weight is here, and you got to bring it all all back. So instead of being loose and snapping his punches, he's. They look nice. They they land where they're going, but I mean, you can see they're they're lazy and his it, too much of his body is going with the fist. Yeah. Um. And he's one of the better punchers in UFC. Yeah. You should if you ever you know you should watch Adesanya and like kind of watch his style. He's more of like I said, he's more he's not much of like a power just like power puncher, but he's like one of those dudes who just like drop boom 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 like does these little like short jab and, and hooks and crosses that he's throwing and just like he catches you. But like when he caught. Costa, he like like, and this is what I kind of, you know, I've never been punched in the head, so like I don't know exactly, but like when he caught him, it was like this knuckle, and it just dragged across the head like this, and Costa just went down, and like you know, it's one of those things where it's just like you see that, and you're just like how you know, it's just one of, like you were saying about with Lomachenko when he got dropped, it's just like right time, right place, uh, yeah. you know, because um, well, getting hit on the temple will will pretty much put anybody down. Yeah, and like that little soft spot right there, and it, it messes your equilibrium up. So they're really hard to recover from. So even if you don't hit a guy hard, but you hit him like up here, anywhere around the temple area, or like above the ear, it, it doesn't take a lot, and it's yeah. really, really hard to recover from, man. Yeah, and I mean that was a that was a clinic. That one that was probably one of the more dominated fights I've ever seen because Costa was supposed to be like the stopper. He was supposed to be that one. But um, anyways, for Khabib and Gaethje, you know, Khabib is a a sloppy puncher Gaethje's a sloppy puncher um but he can he's definitely connects he's a lot more crisp than he he looks and like you know if he connects and he starts to you know play the game with Khabib or Khabib I, I doubt like I said I doubt Khabib's gonna play that game 
I doubt he's going to try to stand up with Gaethje and, and be there, but you know, it's, it's with this defense and like this takedown defense that he's going to try to put in, which is, you know, if he can hold them back for that much, you know, for that long until, cause it looked like when Khabib fought Connor, the first two rounds, he was, he gassed himself in the third round, he was trying to take a break and that's why he stood up with Connor. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Cause like Khabib didn't really get caught. So if Gage, I, I have a very like big hunch that this fight's not going to be that close. I think Khabib's going to like wreck him. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think, I don't think Gaethje's better than Connor. Um, so, and you said you've watched some Gaethje, right? You haven't watched a lot of him. No, I've seen some of his highlights. I've seen some of Khabib though. Yeah. Um, you know, Khabib is just, like I said, he's just that high level of a wrestler or a, a grappler. Like, I don't see that outweighing, you know, because that was my thing when he fought Connor was, was the striking, was Connor striking going to outweigh Khabib's grappling? Um, and I thought it would because I'd seen Connor, yeah. you know, put other people who are supposed to be like Khabib, like to sleep. And then, like, you see Gaethje, you know, was supposed to, you know, supposedly be that next dude. And, like, he's a good puncher. He's not a great puncher, but he's got a lot of the skills. But I just don't think that it's going to be close i think it's going to be kind of like this adesanya costa fight where it's like who it could go either way type thing um but i really think khabib's just gonna like like literally take do what he said he was gonna do is like drown him like just take well, him and I, just drown him yeah i mean look because the, the only thing i can say in this because i don't like when it comes when these who start wrestling and getting on the ground is like when i like lose focus and i don't like <laughs> i don't want to watch the fight anymore because it, it's not like i i get it there's there's technique there but like for me, it's like become so I become so uninterested that like I don't want to see it anymore. But the fights that I have seen with Khabib, it's like it seems like guys who say they're gonna you know beat him at the stand up game and not let him do those things, they stand up, but they don't attack, they don't move forward. But you can't, and like that's the thing. It's like if you ever looked at it, 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 but what it, my point is that the other way has not worked for anyone. Yeah, they no. stand back there and do this, and then he shoots in, and it's it's done. So it's like, I, I guess the only other way would to be get him going backwards. Yeah. No, I right? agree. I, mean, I think they throw, should. Throw some, I... throw some punches, throw some kicks, you know, get him going backwards. Because the standing there and allowing Khabib to, to time his shoot in yeah. has not worked for anyone. So, that's I mean. It's like, I think – like I said, I think that that's how Connor can beat him. I think that's how Gaethje can beat him. I just don't know that Gaethje's that good. I think he's on a good run, but I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's good enough to mi- minimize the damage on that end and then give it enough. Um, because I mean, like I said, Khabib's punching is borderline awful. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I would, I would, I would say you can go ahead and say it is awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's cr- yeah. It is trash poopy. Yeah, right? you, you see some of the punches there, and it's there are a lot of uh, bad punches in MMA. When you, hey man, when you're the good, that good at and that strong, you can keep grown men on the ground like that. I guess you don't really need to be good at punching. So, I mean, he does what he does, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I mean, like overall. You know, like I said, I think what's going to happen is Khabib's going to end up mauling him or, like, tapping him or doing something along those lines. I guess prediction-wise, I'll say – I'll say it'll – I think he'll get, like, a fourth-round submission of some type, just like he kind of did on Connor. I really see it going the same way he did against Connor because I don't think he's better than Connor. I don't think Gaethje's better than Connor. 
um, by any means. So, you know, I, I see kind of the same thing, third or fourth round, like submission. And uh, it might be a good fight. There might be – like, Gaethje will have his moments in the fight, but I don't think it's going to be anything to, like, look at long-term and be like, oh, yeah, that was a really good fight. Um, yeah. Because, like, you know, there's just – it's not uh, – I just don't see it as a good matchup for him. You know, people are talking about it and all the – experts are like oh you know it's he's gonna he's a good wrestler he's gonna block him but like you know that stuff's hard to do for four fucking rounds when you're when khabib is as good as he is and like trying to stop somebody and like it's like it's essentially the same as like you know uh just constantly like getting i don't even know how to describe it in in boxing you know it's probably the same as just like constantly getting hit like for five rounds and you're just like constantly throwing a jab you're like does this guy get tired does this guy get tired and then you just like you know, it's that same thing or it's just like, you know, when you keep getting taken down, you keep having to like, you know, wrestle and push and push and push and move and push and shield and push and you don't get anything done. And then you're exhausted and you haven't even like touched the guy yet. It, it's just one of those things where it's just, but again, Khabib's sloppy, you know, like he's definitely sloppy and he, you know, he could get caught. Like if someone came in and had like the boxing skills of, you know, one of these guys who could throw a punch and then, you know, like an artist, like, and, and they would never obviously fight because that's not even like close weight class. But if someone with the skills of Adesanya was in there, because this guy Adesanya is like, he knows how to place a kick. He knows how to move and jab and like switch his stance up and throw punches. And like, that's why I think Connor really, I think Connor can win. And I think he can knock Khabib out, but he just didn't. I don't know what happened that night. I don't know if he was. He, they, he looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, and he said he was like hung over and like I don't. I don't know if he actually was. It, like going in there, man. Like I, like I remember watching that fight. And I'm like, man, this dude looks like like he didn't even care about none of this. He looks like he did. He like overslept. Like, he said he, he was, was, was like yeah. Up. It looked like he was looking around like trying to count how many people in there. Like oh, I'm getting a piece of this live gate. Like yeah, can't wait and, to get out of here and party. So that's what it looked like to me. Exactly. I mean, just, like and even when he got tapped, like he like when Connor got tapped. He was literally just sitting there like this with his hands on the ground. And he, he, looked, it, but he, didn't he looked relieved. Come. He was like, he was like, yeah, let me get out of here now. Yeah. And like, I, I really, like I said, I really think he can win, but I don't see Gaethje winning by, by any means. I don't think there's a chance. And like, it's one of those fights. I'll tell you what, if any of these MMA guys would move their fucking head. I know. Flip every now and then. Maybe when Khabib throws one of those garbage punches, he can come back and counter him and put him to sleep, and he won't have to worry about all that getting mauled on the ground. But these guys don't move their head. It's it's all this. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? And and it it, it, it it's just these guys need better boxing coaches. What what, what happens? I mean, I get, it's, it's mixed martial arts. Yeah. And these guys are like seem to be just completely ignoring the punching part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's mixed. You get a, get a little bit more of the boxing in there, and these guys will be a little bit better. None of them move their head. None of them can throw a punch. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think that like the boxing needs to be. I don't know how you bridge that gap because I think it's just like you said, it's all the mixed uh, aspects of it that you have to learn. It's hard to like focus on one and get better at. Yeah. It. I think you know it's showing now that like before it was like you know the grapplers were better, like the people who would grapple, and then and you know now it's turning like with this Adis, like with Adesanya is like you can be because he's fought multiple guys who are like grapplers and we're supposed to be like the guy to like oh what happens when I get him to the ground type thing yeah and I think that's been like three straight fights and he's destroyed them 
you know, and it's been just like a clinic with him. They can't because they can't get near him. Well, he's long. He's long, and then like so he's well, keeping him at range with his yeah. And like and like if you if you go back to like go and watch Adesanya versus Costa like a uh, a YouTube highlight, and you'll see like I think you'll be impressed with how because like right away he like he uses kick as a jab, and like Teddy Atlas actually has a video where he breaks down the whole fight. Yeah, um, actually, I that's on my yeah, it's on my list. I gotta I gotta I want to watch that. Yeah, so like he he breaks down Adesanya and he talks about his feints and like the way he moves, like changes levels, the chain, the way he like uses his kick to keep him at distance. And like, then he just kind of, you know, he saw, and there was a point in the fight when like Adesanya was talking, you know, he, cause he went over it a lot and he was kind of just like talking about what he saw. And there was a point in the fight when he used a feint to like, you know, cause that's, that's what you do in boxing. You use the feint and then you see how they react and then you change levels and you go up and like, he used a feint and you saw it in his eyes and he was like, like this kind of like he knew it and then he like um you know like he had some just beautiful moves where he like he had this kick this punch kick that he threw this combo where he threw the left hand and then soon as the left hand finished it was like a it was a decoy as soon as the left hand finished his foot was following it and he kicked him oh, nice. the head and then like you know he just started like chipping away at his front leg and he was just boom 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 his knee was red within like you know, his knee looked like a tomato within like the first round. And then like, you know, so that way, when, when you take those skills from boxing and you translate into there, it's clearly working. And like people talk about, you know, I think grappling's important, but I think that if you can learn how to like keep someone at bay with your legs and your hands, you know, it's not really a problem at that point because yeah. you just have it when you get taken down. Um, but like if you're good enough where you can keep them at bay and you you can block it a little bit, which I don't like, and that's the thing is where I see with Gaethje, like you need to have like a like a attributes in that sense. Like you need to be long, you need to be lanky, you need to be someone who can like keep Khabib away. And again, go back to Connor. Like he has those little attributes. He has like long arms. He knows how to kick and he knows how to keep distance. But he just like he said, I think he just didn't want to be there that night. And like he has all the attributes to beat Khabib, but I don't think. Gaethje does so like you know yeah. you look at that fight you keep going back to it and it's like yeah you know I don't see a way in which Gaethje wins unless he like somehow catches because Khabib is you know really that ugly when he throws punches and goes to box that like it's it's almost like all right like is that really like how he looks and like if that is then like that's not going to be good if he goes against somebody who can actually like throw a punch right that should be the game plan like yeah. if you are standing up and he does throw a punch let's be ready to counter because it's there. Yeah. I mean, like, like, if I was in someone's camp in the UFC, we're just going over the boxing part. That's all I would work on. Yeah. When this dude throws this ugly looping punch, we're going to roll under, catch him with the hook, put him to sleep. Right? Because we don't want to go on the ground with Khabib. Right? We don't want to be there. Right? So what do we do when we are up and he does throw those ugly-ass punches? We're going to handle it. Yeah. That's what I would do. I mean – Seems yeah, simple. Like, it's, 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 to me, it's more it's efficiency. Yeah, that's what fighting is about: being efficient with your movements. And he's very inefficient. Khabib is very inefficient with his punches. A yeah. lot of energy and wasted movement goes into his punches. There, there is a, a huge gap there where he can be countered. Like there's a lot of time in by the, from the time that he the, the punches at his shoulder to the time it lands. There was a lot of time in there to counter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like that's how I would approach it if I was going against the man. Like, let's get in there during that time and, and counter, man. Be efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think that 
I think it's going to be that way. And I don't, I, and I think that the problem is, is that like when you, when you fight a guy like Khabib, you really have to worry about the ground game that much. Yeah. And like sometimes I think it's overdone a little bit with those guys. Cause they're, they have to worry about it so much that like, you know, you, you almost have to be that ready for it, that it takes away from the other stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. not a game. I mean, yeah. Cause you can only train so many hours. Yeah. Know? And like, you know, if, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's the same thing. Like you said, you know, if someone's good at something, you got to worry about it. Like with Khabib, it's like, cause if he gets you on the ground, like it's almost over, like, yeah. you know, for the most part, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> so like, you just have to like, you have to work on that defense and then work on the boxing. But I think it's so much in the other direction. Cause guys get so worried about it. Cause it is, you know, it is in that, like I just said, it is like, if he gets you down, like good luck. So you yeah. have to not get taken down. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the, the overall of it. Um, next couple fights you're looking forward to. I know we talked about, was it Gamboa you said or Crawford? Well, yeah, I mean, Devin, no, Devin Haney and uh, um, uh, Gamboa are fighting. But, I mean, that's one of these ones where, like, after you saw what Gamboa physically is just not there anymore. He used to be a, a – really exciting player. He's not there anymore. Devin Haney's probably just going to pick up him apart. Devin Haney's a really, really great boxer. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I kind of, like, I can, like, that's Devin Haney, 12-round decision, easy, in my opinion. Um, then you got uh, Bud Crawford just signed a fight to fight Kel Brook, and it's like, that's Kel another Brook. one. It's like, <laughs> Kel Brook is, like, physically, like, gifted, and yeah. but it's like, we're talking about Bud Crawford. I mean, the dude, he's going to tear him apart. Like, hmm. so... So yeah, I'm gonna watch it because it's Crawford, but I mean he's gonna he's gonna whoop on it. Uh, Halloween though, uh, Tank Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. I'm very interested in that because um, Santa Cruz is one of these dudes that, in true traditional Mexican style, throws a million punches and comes forward and doesn't back away from no one. And it'll be interesting to see how Tank counters that. Yeah. Um, with all of his speed and power and, and everything he's got, it that's I think that's going to be a good fight. And then obviously, like anytime Alexander Usyk fights, I, I, I'm there because this dude for being as big as he is, like he reminds me a little bit of Tyson Fury, just not as big. Yeah. But a guy yeah. that big that is that light on his feet and has that looseness and and, and smoothness to his his fighting style, I'm there for it. So he's fighting um, December, I think. So. The Tank Davis, Leo Santa Cruz, and the Usyk fight in December are the two that I'm looking most forward to. Cool, cool. Khabib, Gaethje, Connor, and Dustin in January, and then uh, they were they took away yeah, the that's last. Not even a real fight though, right? No, it is. It's on the UFC now. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think oh. the whole I think the whole thing was for Connor to just get their attention and show that like if he wanted to, he could do the fight without them. Oh, okay. It ended up being under UFC. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, check that out too. Yeah. That. Um, they were supposed to have, uh, I think it was, I think it was, uh, oh, Kamara Usman, I think, was supposed to fight in December, but they got rid of that because I don't know why. He got, I guess he needed more time before the fight. So there's not really another headliner for UFC. Um, but the fight at before Khabib and Gaethje is going to be a good one because um, Cannoneer and Whitaker, Whitaker's a former champion. And with and Cannoneer is kind of like the next up and coming guy for that yeah. for the uh, light heavyweight division or the was it welterweight? It's one eighty five welterweight. I don't remember the. I think it's 
I don't know what the weight class is. I forgot the name of it. But um, he, uh, it, I think it's, oh, let me see. It's right here. It's middleweight. Yeah, middleweight. And Cannoneer is going to fight Adesanya. And he's got, like, kind of those attributes. He's a long, lanky dude who's got, like, good punches and whatnot. So um, that's going to be a good fight. Khabib Gaethje and then du- Dustin and Connor. I'm excited for Dustin and Connor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, any last any last minute things you want to say about anything? Related no, to- man, I just uh, everybody needs to start respecting fighters a little bit more. It's true. I mean, like uh, people, especially American culture is like, especially with the social media, like everyone's got a voice now, and that's that's cool sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, when you start. You start telling, like, talking about fighters and just completely disrespecting what they do. They're like, that, I mean, that makes me angry. So people need to stop doing that. That's true. And don't, I, they, they, these reports of Lomachenko's demise are greatly exaggerated because this dude is not, he's, he's good, man. He's still a great fighter and he's going to be around. He'll, he'll be back. So people should, yeah, I think, stop hating on my, like that and, and look out for him. I think most people should do some type of, martial art or boxing to before they can have a, an opinion on. or at least live a little <laughs> yeah go out fighting traffic you know what i mean <laughs> get into a car fight you know what i mean live a little bit it's a, you get punched in the face yeah i need to so do this at least you get punched in the face then you know then you can go and and, and and watch a fight and have a little bit of, of a you know an opinion that's more founded in you know reality and some truth you know what i mean instead of like just, you know, just go, go go get punched in the face then go watch a fight and have an opinion on it. You know, exactly. exactly. And, and yeah, and that's the other lady. The last thing I want to say for real: all the judges in boxing, if they're not former fighters, they should make it a rule now. They got to get jumped in, like when you join the Bloods. <laughs> all the, like all, all these other like former fighters and like the, like the one, other judges that are that are fighters to get whoop their ass for like three minutes and then they one, can be one stomach, uh, one right hook from Mike Tyson. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Those are the, they, they should go there and just like have to take a free punch. Something. Yeah. They should get hit before yeah. they do it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna put this on my uh, channel. So we got the BG perform, and then Jake's gonna put this on his YouTube channel. It's his Immortal Boxing. I'll put the link below. Are you gonna put it anywhere else or just YouTube? Uh, I'll probably, um, I'll probably put a little clip of it on uh, Instagram. Right, cool. I mean, but it'll just lead people back to the YouTube. But I'll, it'll be there. All right, cool. And I'll put the Instagram and everything down there. Um, thanks for joining me. Try to do this more often. We're going to try to go over some fights, some cool stuff. Yeah, there's a ton of fights. Yeah, let's do them more. Yeah, and we're going to well, – hopefully next week we'll uh, we'll go do a little recap of Khabib Gaethje and see if I was right, and then we'll yeah. go from there. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in if you did. If not, catch you next time. Hope you have a good weekend. Peace.